Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast, and welcome back to the Intuitive Masters of Happiness series. Want to find out why strengthening your intuition is so important? How about enhanced creativity, increased self-knowledge, better decision-making, greater physical health, improved mental well-being? Well, these are some of the things that you might enjoy when you have a strong intuition. So stay tuned every Wednesday as we feature one guest interview from the Intuitive Masters of Happiness Conference held in February of 2023. We had such an awesome turnout, we wanted to make available all 20 audio versions of the interviews on the Create Happy Now podcast and YouTube channel. Now, if you want to watch these interviews rather than just listen to the audio version, you can download all 20 interviews today if you want to have them in your own library for $27.95, which is $20 off the VIP access package that was offered in February. You can go to my website, createhappynow.com and go to the events tab to get your download today. Before I get to my next guest, for those of you who struggle with my quieting your mind and want to be able to do it faster and have more happiness, abundance, peace and purpose and say yes to life every day, I want to remind you that I have a new meditation app coming out this summer that is designed to do just that. I also have a new meditation YouTube channel. Both are called Create Happy Meditations. If you would like to be on the waiting list for the app, go to my website and click on the meditation app tab and sign up today. Meanwhile, like and subscribe to my meditation channel. Last week, Tao Van Dor and I talked about why it is crucial now to strengthen your intuition. My next guest is Jeffrey Hoppy. Jeffrey Hoppy is founder of the Crimson Circle and messenger for Tobias Adama St. Germain and Kathumi Lao Singh. The Crimson Circle started in 1999 and has grown into a global organization with the purpose of providing guidance to people going from awakening into realization. He and his wife Linda now spend their time between the Crimson Circle Connection Center in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, <laughs> Boulder, Colorado area and the Crimson, Crimson Circle Retreat Center in Kona, Hawaii. Their website offers a free library of messages at www.crimsoncircle.com. Here is the director's cut getting you down to his juicy wisdom about what does happiness mean for humans and what it really looks like when you have finally discovered how to be happier. Guys, Jeffrey, it's so glad to have you back. I know you were on my podcast a couple of years ago, and I'm so glad to uh, connect with you again and so excited to um, have the listeners have an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you know, what wisdom you have to share. And what I really want to kind of dive into is people are searching for happiness, right? But what does that really look like? I mean, it, when you finally achieve happiness, are you just, you know, euphoric? Are you in nirvana? Are you enlightened? Or is what's more of the realistic expectation of what we're trying to achieve? when we're trying to find happiness. And by the way, uh, thank you, Susan, for uh, for doing the conference and for bringing all these people together. And I, I think the topic is really good. It's like, what is happiness? How do you find it? And, you know, my experience is that happiness can be, it's elusive <laughs> a lot. Uh, it, it can also be in incremental. 
uh, you know, as you go through life and, and there could be days of uh, you're happy and wonderful, other days where it kind of crashes and, and you, you find how deep the bottom is. So it's, it's one of those kind of um, concepts uh, and, you know, how do you find that happiness? And, you know, you, you can find degrees of happiness in other people, you know, in your love relationships, uh, that's some of the greatest happiness that, that there is on the planet. Uh, a lot of people find happiness through work and through success at, at work or the number of degrees that they have, you know, from university. Other people find it through a hobby that they love or helping other people. And all those are wonderful, but they tend to be kind of temporary at times. You know, you can have a great relationship with a lot of happiness that ends up not so good, uh, you know, in the long run. Uh, you can acquire things. You can get a new car, uh, and you can be really happy for a little while. And you know that new car smell and driving it down the road. And but the car gets old, you know, and gets run down at a certain point. So it's it's really it's very elusive. Um, what I've found in my own life is that those are kind of incremental happinesses. But then when they start fading away or changing then I would be trying to find the next happiness, you know, on the next street corner, you know, down the road somewhere. And it was like, a, almost like a dog chasing, you know, its tail. Like and and it can drive you. <laughs> and, you know, exactly. And uh, so, you know, and it, it finally, like, in the work I, I do, particularly with channeling Adama St. Germain, um, I finally learned that the, the real happiness for me was connecting to my divinity, my my soul. And that's, you know, that kind of takes precedent over everything else because then suddenly, first of all, I wasn't chasing dreams anymore. I wasn't chasing like, you know, a new house, a new car, you know, anything like that. And, and it was more like there was an overall feeling of uh, contentment and kind of peace uh, and, and, it kind of everything else kind of didn't make a whole lot of difference anymore. Uh, but the issue is that even in that connecting with your divinity, it's not like it lands on you all at once and boom, your life has changed. It's also by degree, you know, mm -hmm. and you've got your bad days uh, still, uh, but you have a better perspective of why it's a bad day because you're too busy, you're working too hard or, or whatever, or just mass consciousness, you know, but I can really give you a bad day. Uh, but s slowly, slowly, you begin to bring in more of that divinity. And, and there's, I don't even want to call it happiness, but it's, it's being really content and appreciative, having gratitude and loving yourself. Uh, so to me, that that's really an important component. Right. And I think that the the bad days end up being easier because I think you realize, yeah. okay, I'm having a bad day today, but that doesn't mean tomorrow and the next day are going to be bad. You know, I, I will have better days after today. It's just today is a dip, you know, it's just like the weather. Oh, it's colder today. That doesn't mean it's going to be cold like this forever. It will warm up. Right. So I think sometimes people think, right. you know, right. and when it's, something happens and it's horrible. They think that life is going to feel like that for a long time. And when you finally get in this connection and you realize that the external 
isn't really the effector of our happiness. You just kind of observe it. Well, mm-hmm. this was kind of a low. It'll be high tomorrow, but it doesn't right. matter. My happiness right. isn't going to depend on it. You know, we're not going to um, sink as low as we would. And then there's, our, we're depending on it. Yeah, and there's not that desperate feeling then. Uh, you know, okay, we're just going through something here. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, the feeling of being lost uh, it is it, it really starts going away. You're not really lost anymore. You just realize that you're it's kind of sea of mass consciousness, other people. And so often you, well, you start realizing that you're oftentimes taking on their stuff, whether it's a family member, whether it's just mass consciousness. I mean, this has got to be one of the craziest times ever. I mean, ever, ever to be on the planet. Things are changing so quickly uh, at unprecedented rates, everything from technology to uh, to finance. I mean, the environment, everything is changing. And if you step back and you realize, hey, this really isn't mine. I mean, the, these are external things happening and they can make a day seem pretty bad sometimes. But ultimately, you realize, hey, that's not mine. And within myself, um, I'm actually doing pretty well. Uh, you know, still going through the bad days. My my toughest thing in my life is just taking on too much, working too hard. We're we're running at a fast pace right now with Crimson Circle. There's so much going on, and then I get worn out. Uh, but then I realize, well, I'm more. I might be tired and worn out, but I'm still pretty happy. Yeah. The interesting thing about real happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I push myself because I love doing that sometimes, but. Uh, also, I learned that once you come into this this true connection with uh, your divinity, the things that that I had been working for, uh, you know, paying the mortgage and all the rest of those things, paying the bills, suddenly they they just they're just there. I mean, just the abundance is there, and just the flow is there. The right people show up at the right time. It just becomes so much easier, and then. It caused me to realize I was chasing these things, you know, for so much of my life. We're just trying to, you know, keep ahead on the treadmill. And they're actually natural gifts from from your divinity, from your soul. And yeah. it's all there. You don't even have to work at it, actually. And abundance shows up in different ways now. Instead of all the things you were yeah. trying to create abundance, then now you're mm. seeing and appreciating the abundance that's coming in so many different avenues and gifts and yeah. and amounts, like in in ways that you right. never imagine. Yeah, it could be financial, uh, which is always nice to have. I mean, uh, Adamus, uh, you know, has talks a lot about abundance. Uh, as a matter of fact, on our he website, does. there's whole um, like a mini class he does. And he's like, if you're going to stay on the planet as a master, you better be abundant uh, because, first of all, you need it. And secondly, people don't want to see a poor guru or master, you know, on the planet. They want to know that you've actually done it, that you can manifest uh, these things in your life. And it was funny. uh, I was in business for many, many years. And uh, once I quit that kind of that business modality, and did what I started, what I love to do. Then it was just there. Prior to that, it was always chasing it. And all of a sudden, it was just there. And it just shows up, you know. And you really actually don't have to work for it. And a lot of people will, 
they'll fight you for their lack of abundance. I mean, they, they will insist on it. And they say, well, I didn't come from a good family. I didn't have a good education. Nobody ever gave me anything. I can't get a break. You know, those, those are excuses that you're just giving yourself. But, you know, my own personal life, um, geez, I didn't grow up in a great family. Uh, I never went to college. Uh, and, you know, I, I worked hard. But, uh, you know, I had that attitude, too, is, you know, I can never catch a break. And then once I let all that go, open the doors, you know, to abundance, and then it was there. And the abundance does uh, kind of fill in part of that happiness factor. I mean, it makes it easier to enjoy it. Adamus is always saying things like, if you're going to fly, you take an airplane somewhere, go first class. Otherwise, I mean, you're not a master. You're You're still in that old modality. And it's not about uh, trying to impress anybody, but it's about taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And, um, and to, to not be so attached to certain outcomes, I think that's right. sort of a block, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it is a block and it's, it's a limitation because if you're attached to an outcome uh, in your life or with portions of your life, you're basically mentally trying to predetermine what it should look like. And I had a really hard time with that when Adamus came in and said, if you have goals, drop them. Uh, if you do your uh, affirmations, you know, your your visualizations, you say, get over it quickly, because it's all mental. And what happens, you let those go, and much greater things can come into your life that you would have never anticipated. Uh, much, much greater. And then you're like, why didn't I, why didn't I do that before? And just let that natural flow come in rather than getting my human self involved. And I set a goal and I don't make it. And then I'm disappointed. And I set a new goal. Again, it's just, it goes nowhere, but it was hard for me. I'm a, I'm a Virgo. So to let go of goals and uh, those type of things uh, was a little difficult. Like with our company, we don't do any, um, you know, budgeting, long-term planning or anything like that. We know better. You know, it's, it, you allow, you do your best at, at what you do, but then you allow even greater things to come in and they, they do. Yeah. You follow your inspirations. And in, yeah, your passion. Right. Yeah. Because if, if you make a plan ahead of time and then you maybe miss a, an opportunity because you weren't looking for it because it's not on your goal list. It's it's totally in left field. And so you pass it by. Or if you do, then you might, it might snuff it. You know, it, it might um, yeah. hinder, hinder you. Um, so I, I totally get that. And so what is the best way to kind of understand, like, there's there's a goal, and then there's I mean right. you need to know where you want to go, right? Right. Um, but you necessarily don't have to put a price tag to it or uh, right. a certain timeline. But overdefine it, yeah. Right. So you could have that. It could happen in a certain time period, but you basically want to know how do you want to feel, right? Right. At the yeah. End of the goal. Yeah whatever exactly. that ends up being no you hit it on the head it's it's really now you're instead of a goal you're you're about choices but not little tiny choices like how do you want to how do you want your consciousness to be you know do you enjoy do you want happiness uh do you want 
fulfillment, those type of things, rather than, uh, you know, I want to feel highly energized every day. That's okay. But where, where do you want your consciousness to be at? And, you know, if you really start feeling into it, it actually gets a little confusing because, you know, your mind jumps in and should I feel like this? Should I feel like that? And then you settle into it and you realize, you know, like, for instance, I mean, uh, you know, a life of joy, uh, you know, that's a pretty good word, uh, life of joy. And you feel what that feels like, but you don't limit yourself just to that feeling. Say, okay, here's the beginning point. What does it feel like to have a really joyful life, you know? And, and then you let that, you basically let that expand and you let your own energies then serve you in bringing that into your life. So it's, you're absolutely right. It's more of a choice. Uh, what, how do you want to feel? How do you want your consciousness, your, your, your vibrance to be? And uh, without overly defining it, you don't have to. And, and how do you think that, because I, I, I noticed this happened to me a lot. Um, I was very much a people pleaser and worried about what other people thought, um, you know, whether I attained a goal or didn't attain a goal. Um, I was, I was very goal oriented. I mean, my, I mean, God love my parents. They did their best. I mean, that's what everybody was doing. You get an education, you do your best, uh, in school and then, get married, have a family and all that. But I, I, I kept what I, I was doing all of that to please the system, to please my parents, right. to please my teachers, to please society that, Oh, well, I'm doing well because I did all the things I was expected of me, but that wasn't, that wasn't happiness. Right. And I think when I finally just dropped uh, what I felt like everybody else expected of me. And I did what I felt like I want to do that fit me and be okay with someone not liking what I'm doing or yeah. someone not liking the direction I'm going, or um, maybe the beliefs that I have changed to serve me. Mm. When I let go of, trying to please them that's when i it, it was tough i'm not saying it was easy but um, no, it's tough. it got easier and easier the more i did it and the happier, right. the happier i got yeah and, and then you also probably started realizing too that first of all you could never really truly you know make others happy uh and and, and actually they were a lot happier with you when you were yourself anyway you know <laughs> instead of being a ass kisser people pleaser uh, you know, they, they could kind of see through that. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a, it's a big one too. And talking about, you know, how do you want to feel, how do you want your life to be without having to architect every little piece? But I would say the vast, vast majority of people will make it dependent on other people. Uh, you know, I want my kids to do well. I, I you know, I want the, the world to do well. And Adamus is very clear about that. He said, the moment you now entangle with somebody else, you're, you're, you're defeated before you even start because you're no longer really doing it for you. And we're, we're so conditioned uh, to doing things for others, and which is great, but you got to take care of yourself first. And that's really one of the tenets of happiness in your life. And if you're always taking care of others, um, 
you're you're not taking care of you, uh, then you kind of starts to suffocate or to to shrivel away. And you know, as so many of your listeners have already learned in their lives, you know, trying to find your happiness through other people, it just doesn't work. Because are they really going to appreciate everything you've done for them? Uh, are they really going to be grateful? And it goes back to the old thing, you know, you get in an airplane and they're doing the safety demonstration thing. And they say, you know, in case of an emergency, which I don't like hearing those words, but in case of emergency, the mask drop down, put the mask in yourself first before you take care of little kids or whoever around you, you've got to take care of yourself. And when you really come to a point of self-love and allowing your energy to serve you, then like being there for others is is easy, uh, natural, but you've got to take care of yourself. And I think that's one of the greatest hindrances to happiness. Uh, people make it dependent on somebody else. I, I think you made a huge point there where you definitely need to take care of, of yourself first. And it's not selfish. No. It's not vain. But if you have filled your cup up first, then you can serve others. You can't right. serve others from an empty cup. Right. Right. No, no, you can't. And and then you, you keep trying and it doesn't work. And then you exhaust yourself. You, you, you know, you, all your energy is zapped out of you and you really can't. And, and then you're really unhappy again. So no, it's not selfish. It is being self full, mindful mm -hmm. of yourself. And you got to take care of you, uh, your, your body, your, your, your spirit. I mean, uh, so many people don't even take that into consideration, but how do you take care of your own spirit? And, uh, you know, when you come to that point, uh, it's, we kind of call it the point of no more. You're like, no more. I'm not going to keep repeating those old patterns in my life. And, and you get very emphatic or maybe even angry about it. No more. I'm not going to let others walk all over me. I'm not going to keep this life of constant uh, lack of abundance, of constant uh, uh, loss of love in my life, you know, uh, bad relationships, uh, no more. And, you know, when you get to that point, and it's like, it's an absolute, I'm done with it, no more, you know, screw off everybody. Something happens. I mean, it really triggers something inside of you. And, and that's actually a, kind of a big part of awakening. And suddenly, you know, your your soul hears that, feels it. And it's like, good, finally, finally, my human self is saying, no more. Now I can come in. Because instead of that human self thinking they're going to take care of everything and manage everything and struggle, good, now they're listening. And now the, the divinity, the soul can come in. And suddenly you realize at a certain point, I'm not alone. I've, I, I'm with my soul. The master has come into my life and we're together, but it's me. And uh, that, that point of no more is so really important. Most of the time people are like, yeah, you might get tired of something or irritated, uh, but then you're like, well, you know, we'll get over it. We'll, we'll keep going in the same way yeah, and, and, and trying to doing the same thing, you know, day after day after day, expecting a different outcome. Isn't that That's insanity? the definition of uh, insanity. Yeah, that's insanity. I think that was Einstein that first said that. Uh, he was pretty smart. But, you know, you hit that no more point, And when you really mean it, I'm not just, not just kind of like, well, I'm not so happy with that, but no 
more. And that's when things really shift in your life. And and some of the shifts are tough. Uh, people go out of your life. Uh, see, I, I lost my job in, in a company that I had started. Uh, and you know, I was one of the founders. But be- best thing that ever happened to me because I would have, I would have uh, persevered. I would have kept going even when I knew it was time to leave. And when when I got released from my own company, uh, that's when I started doing this. And not, I never expected it, but that's when all of this started happening with uh, Tobias and Crimson Circle and everything. And, you know, but the real bottom line was the transformations in me. I'd said, I'm just, I'm not going to do the old way anymore. I came into this lifetime to do something very special and damn it, I'm going to do it. Exactly. And I think, you know, what you said earlier, um, you know, this is our, our body, you know, this is our consciousness. I mean, this is, you said people are going to come and go, right. But wherever we go, there we are. Yeah. Right. So we need to understand that this is who we are in this lifetime. And this is all we have things, people, places, what we have in our bank account, all of that's going to come and go, but this is always going to remain a constant. So if this is what's always going to remain a content constant, then take care of it. Right. And then wherever you go, whatever you have is gravy, right? Um, It is. I mean, it it really is. And I know it's oversimplifying it. And some of your viewers might be thinking, Oh, but you don't understand. I can I can compare stories with anybody, and it's like no, I really do understand. But it comes to the point. I, I guess I'll go back to this. No more. I'm not going to keep going lifetime after lifetime with the same old patterns. We incarnate back into our same families most of the time. You finally say no more, and it changes everything, including the relationship with the body. And suddenly what you're doing is making space for your, what we call your light body, your free energy body to come in, which is, goes far beyond the biological body. And suddenly now you start to develop a relationship with your light body, with your, your divinity, everything changes. The difficult part though, uh, I have to put this uh, little note in here. The difficult part is you start going from awakening into realization and it's a, it's an interesting journey. Uh, and what happens is you become so content, pleased, uh, happy with yourself, but suddenly you're, you're also becoming more sensitive. Suddenly you become aware of the world around you and you realize that, uh, or in my case, I realized, oh, it's like I have a hard time going to an airport, you know, uh, when I'm traveling. I have a hard time in a crowded store. I have a hard time around the kind of the energy noise of, of other people. I have to have a lot more time to myself. Uh, I live up in the mountains, you know, far away from any, from 35 minutes from the nearest store. But I need that because I've got to have my space for me. And, and I get affected by uh, mass consciousness. But if I have my space, my getaway, I can deal with it, you know, I need to. And and you definitely feel more calm being on your own. I mean, that's another pattern yeah. oh, that I've yeah. seen is, um, I, I mean, I feel like I was uh, definitely happier as a child and I had a lot more 
comfort just going off and just entertaining myself. And then when I was a people pleaser and worried about happiness and constantly, you know, battling depression, I wanted to be around people. I didn't want to be alone. I was afraid people were going to leave me or not like me or, you know, be mad at me or whatever. And so I was constantly seeking that approval and validation of who I was. And I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to entertain myself. And so now that yeah. I have come to that point where I'm not really caring what people think, um, I want to do me, um, then I love yeah. to do me and I'm okay by myself. You know, I'm not worried about um, when I'm going to see the next person. I mean, I do enjoy people, but it's not, I'm not seeking validation from them to give yeah. them my own worth. It's liberating, you know, because you can be with people when you want. But, you know, I really enjoy my time to myself. Uh, and, and then, you know, I'm with people a lot, a lot. But I really love that time to myself. And that's when I, I kind of commune with my spirits, you know. And like we don't have these long talks, you know, that's kind of a human perception. When communing with my, my spirit, my soul, it's just feeling its presence. And we don't need to chat a lot. You know, yeah. I just feel that presence that's there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a lot of times people are afraid to get quiet. Um, they're afraid what they're going to find. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, the quiet isn't quiet. Yeah. Right. Because there you are. <laughs> but, you know, and, and it's very true because, you know, uh, sometimes people don't like being in the dark or being alone because it's really not quiet that's suddenly when all their aspects all these parts of themselves jump up and you know start the the harassing them uh and uh, no it's not fun at all so they fill that in with other people but you come to the point uh when when you really are you're just communing with yourself uh and it's such a beautiful thing that to me that's happiness well that's why i think a lot of people go on silent retreats um for yeah. a week or weeks um and come out profoundly different, especially um, not afraid to be alone. And they have realized what's truly important to them. And that yeah. is, you know, their themselves mm -hmm. uh, and that connection that they yeah. usually find during that moments of silence. So, yeah. Well, gosh, Jeffrey, I am so glad that you were able to join us today. Can Thank you. you share with the listeners what you've got going? How can they find you? Sure. Yeah, I, I come to crimsoncircle.com, uh, Crimson Circle. And uh, gosh, we have 20 years worth of uh, messages from Adamus, uh, the, the guy I used to channel, Tobias, Kathumilal Singh. Uh, we have a huge free library uh, of the, we do a monthly channel, monthly webcast, and it's all free. Uh, there's other products too you can you can buy, but, you know, actually most of the stuff is right there in the free product. So uh, just check it out. And uh, I would say the biggest thing is people go there and say, geez, where do I start? Well, just, just you know, start anywhere. You'll yeah. be guided. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's a big website. We It's international um it just most of the materials are translated in i don't know 15 20 different languages so uh, whether you're an english speaker german um japanese or whatever it's it's all right there 
That's great. That's great. You guys have definitely got to check that out. It's very, very enlightening. And uh, um, so please go to crimsoncircle.com and check out all the free stuff and just start, just start. That's how I did. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's, then you can't stop because it's just so mind-blowing awakening. It just really, I, I loved it. I, I, I still love it, you know? So and kind of our, our niche, you know, what, what we really do is we work with people from that point of uh, their awakening, mm -hmm. uh, which is not a religious thing. It's uh, it's much deeper than that. But from the point of awakening and then on that long road to what we call realization. And uh, it's a tough road. Uh, but we, we the materials talk about it, what you go through, why you're going through it, why the planet is going through what it is right now. And it's um, the materials are very comforting and provide great guidance. It's and great. Uh, Adama Saint Germain, Adama Saint Germain is uh, is a character. He he's is. he's not the typical closed eyed, you know, reverent. I mean, he is a character. He's a straight shooter. So, and he tells you like it is. No, he is. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for for having me on the show, and I appreciate it very much. And. Again, to all the listeners, uh, just um, check out Crimson Circle. See if you like it. Yep, definitely. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Bye -bye. Thanks. Always good to work with you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.